Two people that you have heard quite a few times if you've heard the old days of Schwa Style Podcast, Schwa Style Wrestling Podcast, many different incarnations, but these voices always seem to pop up once in a while. Of course, I'm talking about the incomparable Jordan Lloyd. Jordan, how you doing? Good. I hate you. It's a new year. Same you, I guess. Alright. Dick. New resolution. Hate you more. God damn it. And of course, um, joining me on the other side as well as Deathproof Fight Club original and a member of Thumb Therapy Gaming, your friend and mine, Vander Cruz. Vander, how you doing? If you like pina coladas, get caught in the rain. Who's also apparently a karaoke master, so he, you know. Oh, that's Bill Chase. Oh, he's, yes, yeah, so it's true. Bill Chase is the karaoke master. Shout out to Bill Chase if you're listening I'm to this a, I'm, a, I'm a heel now, man. I'm not supposed to like Death. Oh, yeah. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Just yeah. kidding. I like you guys. <laughs> who, who cares? We're in a freaking pandemic. Storylines mean nothing right now. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, go- I'm doing good. Awesome. Well, of course, we're joined once again, the three of us together. We were hoping AJ would jump on, so he might at some point, but we'll see what happens with him. One uh, of these days, he'll be a great guest star. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he'll have a name and lights and everything. Um, But besides the fact, we are here to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe in something that we are going to be looking at where we take the top 16 highest grossing Marvel movies of... Well, Marvel MCU movies of all time. Let me rephrase that before somebody jumps in. We're like, what about X-Men? What about Logan? You already said the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. So people are like that, then they should clean their ears. There you go. Um, between something that's good and something that's inferior. Exactly. So we're going to be taking the top 16 highest box office worldwide when it comes to these Marvel movies and be able to pit them against each other. Now, we're going to be doing this kind of uh, kind of like hockey bracket style where it's like the number one seed takes on 16 and two takes on uh, 15 and so on and so forth. So we're going to be posting the brackets when we post this episode so that way you guys can be able to follow along and see the brackets. Obviously just the yeah. first round and not, you know, second, third, etc. as they go along. Um, but that way you guys can be able to see as we're talking like who would face who, what movie would move on, and oh, okay, if you forget, then yeah, this movie is going to take on this movie in the semis or whatever. But be that as it may... But be that as... Wow. Well, I was trying to say something and you cut me off, so what do you want? Yeah, because you were going to segue out, out. I was adding Okay. Um, uh, obviously, we had to uh, alter it a little bit because normally, you know, you have you have your conferences, and there there really isn't that in this. So we uh, we we kind of tweaked it to make it fit the format the best way we could. Although I did have an idea um, that I thought about, but I didn't bother pitching it of uh, doing it um, conference wise. You could have one one conference being like the ensemble films. And then the other conference could be like the solo films, but I'm like, ah, that gets too messy. And uh, there's only been like four. There's only been like five ensembles. No, it it, it worked on paper when I did it, but it's besides the point. <laughs> well, besides, well, besides the point, I like, like this format better. 
Like I said, the ultimate goal of this is to be able to determine what is the best, highest grossing MCU movie of all time. And of course, there are 16 different movies in this list. Um, we're going to go down from number one seed down to number 16, so that way you guys are aware. But like I said, if you're listening to this podcast, you can just go on the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash schwawars, and you can be able to see the brackets for yourself, like who takes on who. But of course, it goes Avengers Endgame. Avengers Infinity War, The First Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Black Panther, Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, and finally, Thor the Dark World. That one throws me off. That, like when it, when I looked at the list, I'm like, that made it in the top sixteen. Compared yeah. to like, there's other good ones that aren't even on this list. But I know it's kind of incredible if you really think about it. So, um, we're like I said. So if you go ahead and go on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/WallWars, you can see the tournament brackets. But of course, we're going to be talking them as we go along as well, uh, gentlemen. Before we kind of jump into things when it comes to the first round of this, you know, ultimate tournament edition to determine the number one MCU movie. <laughs> What? I was trying to ignore it because we're on an audio podcast, but for obviously what are you in front of the camera? currently that's as we're face. that's not your face. No, it's just a Tony Stark head. I was gonna say it looked like a really blurry uh looked like a really blurry Julian from Trailer Park Boys for a second. No, fair. <laughs> um but be that, be that as it may, as you try to throw off this whole goddamn spiel, before we jump into the first round, guys, I just want to get your opinion of why you think the MCU universe itself does so well in comparison to other movie franchises. Like, kind of just like give an overall summary as to the actual MCU and why it does so well in comparison. I can give you three. I can give you an answer in three words. Go for it. Patience timing and respect yeah in a nutshell that's basically what it boils down to they took their time they started out with something they started out with an idea that back then nobody knew that 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 idea was going to sprout into something this big yeah kevin Feige said that he's like we you know we had a stretch goal but we never thought we were going to get there like you think that literally you would start from Iron Man and War Machine, and now you look around and there's Black Panther, there's Thor, there's Captain America, there's Falcon, there's seven members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. We uh, have Fantastic Four coming on the way. There's Captain Marvel. There's Black Widow. And when you really think about it, when you really dissect it, and I'll, I'll be quick because I'm not going to actually go through the full dissection. When you think about how it started, like, before before RDJ donned, you know, the the iron uh, helmet and everything, um, Iron Man himself, yeah, he was always one of the founding members of the Avengers, but Iron Man comics were were never really a top selling comic brand. Like Iron Man was never as big as he was until the movies. So the fact that they took kind of I'd say maybe a B-list Marvel hero um, and and made him so popular and successful. No, it's true. I, 
like before this, he he was never a top tier uh, seller. Like you got your Spider Man, your X Men, um, the Avengers together, but yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't like a top three seller. Um, and and because of the success they they made by doing the MCU, they were able to take chances with um, comics like Guardians of the Galaxy, who. I didn't know much about uh, prior to the movie. Um, I had to ask Jordan about them because that was something he had read. <clears throat> um, so that piqued my interest. I read some some comics and it was good. And then Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and like it, in my opinion, is one of my favorites. So it's 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 awesome. And like Jordan said, patience. They didn't rush anything. Um, they I mean, took their time. They took their time to introduce yeah. characters, make you care about them. Yeah. And that was so the big you... problem with with DC. So um, then when you know, yeah, they they tried to rush it and put too much um, into each movie, and it just it didn't work. Like they they uh, they rushed it to the point where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I don't care. You know, you didn't you didn't take the fun, you know, the fine nuances and and finesse, you know, this this universe together. So I I feel like yeah. that's why the the DCEU failed um, in comparison so, to the MCU. But I digress. All so right. Patience. They took their time. They knew when to introduce characters. They knew which ones to wait on. They didn't rush things. They made you care about them. Timing. They knew when to start taking risks. They knew when to start introducing certain characters. And respect every single one of the people I think that works in the Marvel in Marvel Studios offices, I believe, and they've it's been stated, are fans of the source material. Well, yeah. especially with those three though especially with those three things, patience is what I hope that all you fans are gonna have when it comes to listening to this and as we, you know, drone on about how awesome the MCU is and going through all these wow. movies. Uh timing that we don't so keep you Timing that will keep you. We won't keep you here forever. And then, of course, respect. Uh, you know, obviously, we respect each and every one of you, especially that if you download it. So, ah. Anyways, <laughs> as we kind of jump along now, let's go right into the first round bracket. Uh, we're going to start right at the top of the tournament, where we have number one seed taking on number sixteen, which then is Avengers Endgame, which grossed worldwide box office at two point seven billion dollars. Uh, in comparison to its opponent, number 16 seed, Thor Dark World, which grossed $644 million, which is still absolutely incredible. Great numbers when it comes to the movies. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of money. But I think this one we can, we can sum up pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think it, I think it's a unanimous decision. Absolutely. Like, Thor, like, Thor, Thor, Thor wins Marvel, it, absolutely. Thor the Dark World's fun. It expanded the Thor universe, brought in some new mythology, which was interesting. But come on, it's fucking Avengers Endgame. Right? Well, not <laughs> only that, like, we, we obviously we obviously know why uh, Endgame is moving on in the first round. Um, we can obviously dissect things about it when, when we have to in later rounds. Um, so I'm going to talk more about, about Thor the Dark World real quick. Um, I think the reason why, like, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't hate any of the movies in the MCU, but obviously when you rank them, uh, something has to be at the bottom. And for me, that's Thor: The Dark World. And why? It's not that I hated it. It's not that I didn't like it. Thor's actually like one of my top five heroes, like ever. Um, a lot of that is because of um, 
Jason Aaron's run in the comics it's, uh, that's been going on from 2012 and it just wrapped up last year. Um, but another part of it is because of Chris Hemsworth and what they've done with the movies. Um, that being said, I just feel like Thor The Dark World, where they started so strong and like the original Thor was my favorite movie of phase one. Um, Dark World, I just felt like was too basic of a story. Like, I just, I just feel like it was, it was kind of generic. Um, like they introduced a villain, they didn't really dive into his backstory that much. Um, you know, generic, nefarious reasons as to why he's there, and then they kill him, and you know that's that. Um, obviously, there's more to it, but in a nutshell, I just, I, I just found it was the most generic story out of all of them. Um, though, be it, it's still fun, like Jordan said. But uh, yeah, it's not, it's not beating any. I have a feeling that, especially when it comes to some of these movies, that I feel like some of the more, we'll say kind of grandiose movies, like the ones that are really like put a lot more effort in, whether it be like a bigger cast or something like that, are going to take a little bit more precedent over other ones that maybe have some ones with singles. But it's going to be interesting to see whether or not a great ensemble or a great cast can beat a great story, which is going to be very interesting to see later down the the rankings, in my opinion. And I mean, I get it as a sequel. Like it didn't, it didn't go, it didn't go big enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's fair. So that's fair. As a, like, I get it as a sequel. It didn't go big enough. Sequels, you're supposed to up your ante. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, we're going to be going down the bracket list here. We're going to be seeing number three uh, of the of the round robin series, the n- number three highest grossing movie, which was the Avengers, capping at one point five billion dollars taking on Captain America the Winter Soldier, which was number 14, which grossed $714 million. So again, it's the Avengers, the original, taking on Captain America the Winter Soldier. Gentlemen, who do you have? Oh, fuck me. You go first. <laughs> um, this, this, was, this was one of the harder ones, but um, I think, for me at least, I would have to go with uh, the Winter Soldier. And see, and you, you, you literally just said uh, a second ago, um, you know, you you think that the bigger ensemble movies are going to are going to take the cake, but um, uh, if it's up against a good story, um, it's you know, it's it's hard. I think Winter Soldier pulls out just because, obviously, the Avengers for its time, when it first came out, that was epic. That was huge. Um, that was the first time, um, cinematically that anything has ever done that, uh, taken, you know, like five or five movies, um, and bring them all together into one set universe. Um, cause they originally kind of deemed like their own things. We knew obviously it was the same Marvel universe, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like the Incredible Hulk was a sequel to Iron Man. They were like their own kind of things within it so when you finally had the the six core uh avengers come together in the first movie um that's huge that's always going to be um you know one of the top mcu movies for me i think the reason why i gotta go with winter soldier is uh it was one of the best sequels of the mcu um it had emotion it had grit um you know, you have you have Cap's best friend. He's still alive after you know he thought he's been dead all this time. 
Uh, Whoa, spoilers now. Come on now. Come on. So, Jordan, what about you? What are you picking here for this? Avengers or Winter Soldier? Without I mean, it's close. Without Josh's explanation, hopefully not swaying your opinion. No, I mean, it's close. But I think... I don't know. Like I said... Remember, just while you're thinking about it, just to let you guys know, it's kind of like also similar to last week when we had our AEW episode, when we did re-sign or release. Uh, these two gentlemen are going to go back and forth. If they kind of get stumped on it, like if they you know believe one should be the other and the other should be the other, then it's going to be up to me to be able to have the deciding vote, which I know they probably don't agree with that or right. like that, um, but that's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out in the tournament, since apparently I'm such a wild card when it comes to all movies. Uh, but sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jordan, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So continue with your pick. I don't know. Like, I think, like, the Winter Soldier definitely doubles down on the fact that you do go bigger with a sequel, but it also made it more personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made it, more of a, made it more of a personal story for the lead, for its lead character. It's some of the best action in the MCU, but I don't know. I think like just the the, the achievement of the Avengers alone. I think I might have to go that way. So you're going with the Avengers, okay? And uh, that's fair. Like like I like, like I said, it, it was hard. Like because both are great in like with something that's been like with something that on paper could have been a disaster to actually get right. You mean like the Justice League? Exactly. It could have been that. <laughs> to, put, to take five, to take five different characters. It was five, right? One, two, six. Three, it was six. Right, right, right. My bad. To take six different characters, all with vastly different personalities, all with vastly different acting personalities playing them. Yeah. And it to make it all cohesive, and to make it all work, and to make it all fit together in a way that. It didn't seem like it was an overrushed mess. Yeah. That also had also had your epic blockbuster action. That also had some deep personal moments too. Like Coulson's death is still one of the best emotional moments in the MCU. Oh yeah. Like also go on that. Also the, the interaction with the while. The interaction with the Black Widow and Loki when she's talking to him in front of the cell. And he starts throwing all this personal information from her backstory at her. Yeah. That's also one of the best scenes of the MCU. And, 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 and you know what? Like, even even in terms of, like, when we look at all of the, like, after credit scenes, um, that, even though he looked nothing like this in the end result, um, when, when, when you saw the slow head turn, 
and uh, and like you know the smart people are like oh my fucking god that's thanos like that reaction in in the theaters i i, I still remember this very vividly because uh jordan and i went to to uh landmark i think it was empire theaters at the time yeah, the second he stood up out of that chair, I saw the shoulder pads, and I'm like, I know who that yeah. is. And there was <laughs> someone behind us, and like, who is that? And we're like, fucking plebe. <laughs> like, are you new? And All right. And, 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 and I but, remember saying pretty loudly, I'm like, oh, that's epic, that's clearly Thanos. But yeah, to sum up, to make, to make that all work so well, mixed in, mixing in your heart, your humor, and your also your good emotional moments, I don't know, I, to me, I'd go that way, but it's, it was very close. Alright, so that means I have the deciding vote on this one. Um, both of you make very strong arguments for both movies. Um, when it comes to me, when it comes to being able to choose some of these movies, I'm going to say ahead of time, it's I'm not as in-depth when it comes to my knowledge of not only just the MCU but also the, the characters. Like, you guys obviously read a lot more of the comics than I do and such. So I base things on this strictly as a movie sense and how much the movie I remember and what really stands out for me and what, you know, resonates for me. And what I would, like, if I also look at it as, if I had both these movies in my hand, which one am I putting on to watch? And yeah. for myself, I would have to choose The Avengers. And that's fair. Like, like I said... I, I wasn't really going to be upset either way with what one because they're both really good uh, for different reasons. Oh, trust me, I had to think about that rather think about that real hard when you were doing yeah. yours. Yeah. Like, like Avengers definitely deserves to move on farther in this tournament um, for what it did for the MCU. Um, so yeah, like I, I can see I, I see why. So okay. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to pull my bitter card on that. Okay. So. Um, so there we have it. The Avengers beats Captain America Winter Soldier and moves on into the second round. Next up in the first round, we have number five seed, which is Black Panther, which scored an amazing, impressive uh, $1.3 billion box office, taking on the number 12 seed, Thor Ragnarok, which scored $850 million. Uh, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Black Panther versus Thor Ragnarok. Who takes it? This this was the uh, this was the only bracket um, uh, of the first round that I was actually torn on because um, they're both really really good movies. Um, if if we're just going based on what's my favorite, um, the the question you just posed uh, a moment ago, if they're both in my hand, which am I going to put in the PS5 um, first. I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok. Um, you know, whether whether it's a better movie or not, that's obviously what we're going to dissect, but I like Thor Ragnarok a bit more um, because, it, you know what, yeah, like, it, it, it's that kind of like that buddy, that buddy cop kind of, you know, comedy in there. You got Thor and Hulk, you know, uh, both of them think they're better than each other. Ha ha, you know, the comedy's in there. So it's it's lighthearted, but it also has a lot of dark moments in there. Um, like, Thor's entire world literally um, is gone. Um, you know, like, his, his best friends are dead. His dad's dead. Uh, he's still mourning from the death of his mom in the previous movie. Um 
like his girlfriend dumped him. Uh, Asgard has fallen. Like he he literally by the end of that movie. Well, I mean that's going into another film, but he loses so much because his dumb bitch sister decides to come back. <laughs> But, like, you know what, I feel like they, you know, because some people, uh, you know, had this I had this conversation with them. They said Thor Agarok was too funny, like, it was too much comedy. But I disagree. I think it was a nice blend. Um, and, and the fact that the fact that Thor Ragnarok breathed new life into Thor, when Chris Hemsworth was talking about walking away from the MCU and we would have had to recast Thor, um, the fact that um, Taika Waititi like, convinced him otherwise with this film is, is a godsend. Um, because Chris Hemsworth, obviously, we know, you know, we're not going to keep these actors forever, uh, but he, like, he's one of the reasons why I lo- lo- like Thor a lot. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I just think that um, it's a nice blend of everything there. Uh, Black Panther is an amazing movie. Um, and let's just cut out the fact that we just lost... Chadwick Boseman um, and and culturally what it's done. Um, just talking about like the nerdy comic stuff. Um, I just have to give it to Thor Ragnarok, but both are amazing, and this one was the hardest one. I think I'm gonna have to decide on Jordan. Jordan, son of a bitch, took all my took all my points <laughs> because I've said that to him. I've said those things to him before. So so he he stole your script. Then is what you're saying. I guess it's no secret that was my choice too. Black Black Panther is awesome. I mean, again, I was uh, me being a fan of the Black Panther, knowing that movie was coming out. People were a lot hearing people being like, oh, "I don't know what that is, or I don't know how it's gonna go." Me being like, "Are you kidding me? This is awesome." Um, uh, Black Panther, I will say, is one of the best like startups. Um, one of the best what, solo like, films for sure. What? Work out great, but to do but with Thor, to do something so vastly different with Thor, yeah, that they done from the first two installments, yeah, because they're the, the first two installments were more like modern day comics Thor, which is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. But what they did with this is they went back and they kind of made it more like the Walt Simonson run of Thor. If yeah. any comic book readers are listening to this, if you don't know what that is, Walt Simonson's run on Thor was more fantastical. It was more cosmic. It was more out there. It was more weird. Like he got turned into a frog in that run. Case in point. Um, yeah. Frog Thor's awesome. <laughs> and to do that, to make such a drastic shift from that to what they'd done before and just to me to have it work so well i'd go the same way like do i think it was too funny no i think it was i think it was a nice balance and also too like you already said there's a lot of dark shit in that movie he lost the world he lost his friends his father dies in front of him yeah he basically becomes an intergalactic refugee with all his people there's no character in the, in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has lost more, but it all has also changed more than Thor. Yeah, both physically and uh, mentally both as well. Both physically and mentally. <laughs> um, okay, so very good. So it looks like Thor Ragnarok, in a way, to maybe to some people, upsets Black Panther and moves on into the second round. Um, yeah. I know if the, if this came down to a deciding vote for myself, I was going to choose Black Panther. I'm not going to yeah. lie. 
Thor Ragnarok and, and, and Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. That, that, that would have been fine. Thor. Because, um, like I said, both were awesome. Thor Ragnarok, like I said, is fun. But I, as you were saying before about the whole comedy thing, I am one of those people that think it's played way too much on the comedy side, and it at near the end of the movie, it was just starting to like lose me a little bit. So. I, in my opinion, Black Panther was the superior film, but it's two against one on this one, and you know what, for what it did for Thor's character and his evolution, I have no problems with him moving on in that sense. So, like I said, Thor Ragnarok moves on into the second round. Next, we're going to be taking a look at the next bracket, which is Captain America's Civil War taking on Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, Captain America's Civil War is number seven in our uh, seed pool here for the tournament, um, and Captain America's Civil War made $1.1 billion in the box, box office worldwide in comparison to Spider-Man Homecoming, number 10 seed, taking in $880 million. So, gentlemen, who is your pick, Captain America Civil War or Spider-Man Homecoming? Ooh, I guess I'll take this one. Right. I'm going with Civil War. Civil War is actually probably my favorite MCU movie. That's like not an Avengers movie. I mean, some people may say it basically is, but to me it's not. There's there's one central character and the rest are just... The rest are just dressing around that central character. I mean, it, it had like... I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. To me, it's also it's almost like a nice blend of the, an Avengers movie, but also of a Winter Soldier. I mean, it, doesn't, it helps that it was made by the same people. Yeah, like some like people it, joke and call it Avengers two point five. Like it's big, it's globe trotting, it's got gigantic action, but again, it's also a personal story. Yeah, it's a more personal story for Cap, being that he doesn't agree that they should sign the accords. He thinks it's a violation. He thinks it's a violation of what they do for the people and for the world. And you throw in the fact that his old his old friend comes back, Bucky, and he's getting accused of terrorism again. Sets him basically on the wild ride that we proceed to go on. And also, too, for the ending... To kind of sacrifice, like, having a big fight with the villain at the end, to have it be more of a down and dirty and gritty and nasty fight with another hero, yeah, to me is one of the best fight scenes that they've done in 23 movies. Yeah. Like, you can feel every punch. You can feel fucking Tony's heart break. When he finds out that Bucky Bucky murdered his parents and that he kept it from him for yeah. years, still one of the best lines in that movie was uh, when when Cap is trying to justify what he did. Uh, like, so like, he's my him. friend Tony, and Tony's like, "So was I." I'm like, "Ooh, fuck!" Right in the feels. Yeah, and he's like, "I didn't know it was him." He's just basically lying to his face. Yeah, but like, and even there's even more like emotional moments of that, like something like a, a moment that made me actually kind of like feel like really sad on the inside is the beginning when he's demonstrating the the, the barf goggles. I mean, we, we don't know they're called barf now, but yeah, the barf glasses. When he goes, he revisits that last memory he had with his parents before they left on that trip, the last time he ever saw them. 
Yep. Like, great emotional moments like that. The letter that Steve writes him at the end of the movie. Yep. Like, to even, to even show that even after everything we've been through, it's like, if you need me, I'll always, I'll always be around. Like, yep. that's Captain America to me. Okay. Uh, and that's then the scene, America great. the scene with Peggy after all these years, he finally reconnects with her and all of that and the funeral. So Josh, well, that, is, was in Winter, that was in Winter Soldier. Oh shit. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, so so her where she has Alzheimer's is in Winter Soldier. Her death yeah. is, oh yeah. Her death well, is yeah. in this one. Yeah. That's what I meant. They, they, they initially read, they, they initially uh, see each other again in in uh, Winter Soldier, but the the uh, the funeral is in yeah. Uh, so like, Civil and, War. And, it, and it gave us the scene that we wanted since they started this the the, the fight at the airport. Yeah, and like and, and, and the, the fact that page. the fact that we talked about all of this and are now just getting to the you know the big fight scene like that's to show you like how great this movie was. It wasn't just about like the big ensemble and, um, and, and, you know, the big fights, like they, they put so much personal crap in that movie to build up to the grand finale. Like it's, it's, it's very different from the civil war comic. Um, in a lot of ways, it, it, it keeps the core foundation, but they did change a lot. Like for comic, I was team cap for sure. Uh, in the movie, I'm I'm more uh, Team Stark to be honest. Oh my god! And so, the scene where the lady and the scene where the lady is waiting for him after he gets off the stage. Yeah, and he thinks yeah. she's gonna he thinks she's gonna pull a gun on him, but no, it's just a picture of her son. Be like, who's gonna avenge my son? Right. Yeah, it was good. Um, needless to say, um, yeah, I'm agreeing with you for this. We haven't talked about Spider-Man: Homecoming at all. Uh, great movie. It breathed uh, new life into Spider-Man after. You know, the <laughs> uh, the end of the Sam Raimi trilogy and um, just how poorly uh, the Mark Webb um, Amazings did uh, box office-wise that got it canceled. Um, I feel like Tom Holland is the best all-around Spider-Man in terms of uh, his work as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, it's definitely up there. Uh, I'd love for it to move on, but up against Civil War... Um, yeah, no, Civil War takes the cake for me. See, for myself, this was actually the hardest, one of the hardest of all the brackets, because, again, that whole, like, pick up the movie, which one would you watch? Normally, yeah. like, when it comes to the Civil War story, like, again, not growing up with the comics that much, but always playing the hell out of, like, Ultimate Alliance 2 back in the yeah. day, like, I love yeah. the idea of the Civil War story. So when I saw exactly. that direction happening in the movie, I was like, yes, oh my god, like, I was so, like, pumped for it. It still is one of my top probably three favorite MCU movies. If I have to really think about it. Um, yep. but Spider-Man homecoming is just such a great, even one-off movie that even if you don't watch the MCU from start to finish or don't know that much, oh, yeah. it's just, it's a great standalone movie that people can just turn on and be like, this is a great movie. I don't need to see anything else or whatever, but that was just awesome. Yeah. Um, and I like Spider-Man homecoming. If this was against most other movies in this tournament, I would have picked it, but yep, yeah. Uh, Captain America winter soldier moves on. And we'll go into the second round. <laughs> and we'll go into the second round. You said Winter Soldier. I did say, you know what? I was saying Winter Soldier because you were saying it before. And I was looking at my notes seeing Civil War. So Captain America, Civil War, will move on into the second round. Um, next up in the first round is 
the second overall top seed uh, when it comes to worldwide box office um, gross of a movie is the Avengers Infinity War grossing $2 billion, taking on its opponent for this, the number 15 seed, Doctor Strange, which came in at $676 million. So, gentlemen, the, the question is out there. Avengers Infinity War versus Doctor Strange. This one hurts. The, this bracket hurts. Because there's an obvious there's an obvious winner. Um, but it's such a shame that it's up against such an epic movie like Doctor Strange. Um, so I obviously have to pick Infinity War. Um but, like, I, I really wish Doctor Strange was moving on, at least to the next round. Um, it was it just the way they, they personified Stephen Strange and all of the crazy effects. Like, it was like it felt like you were watching, like, something with crazy, ridiculous effects, like a Michael Bay mixed with, like, the brilliance of a Christopher Nolan with Inception. Um, all the magic and, and lore in there. It was, it, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think again, that's when they were kind of bringing strides with bringing new characters into the MCU. Um, and, uh, you know, trying something fresh and they were nailing it out of the park. Dr. Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man, um, all had strong, um, you know, first solo movies out of the gate. Um, but like, you can't deny infinity war for moving on to the next round. Um, <clears throat> obviously this was the first of the two massive ensemble movies. Um, but infinity war just, it made you uncomfortable. Like the end of that movie, like for the first time in, in the MCU. And I mean, if you, if you read the comics, you kind of saw what was coming, but like, we can't just keep going back to the comics cause not all MCU fans read the comics. I'm Adam, you're one of them. So we, we, we can only go based on the movies alone. But they basically took like two iconic Thanos stories, um, one being the original Infinity Gauntlet. Um, and they I, I'd say they relied more heavily on Infinity by um, uh, Jonathan Hickman, which is a newer um, story. But uh, they don't rush me, man. Um, they, uh, they, they just, they did such an amazing job with, if you don't know any of the source material, the way they left you is like, holy shit, like the bad guy won. And not just that, it's, it's the, the heroes that are gone. This is the landscape. This is what, this is what we have going on next time. Like what the fuck, you know, are they going to do? Um, cause in the comics, Thanos wins as well. Um, and like it leaves, it leaves the Marvel universe in a very shitty spot. So I feel like they did a really good job of pulling on your heartstrings and just the way they end it so abruptly. Like, I'm like, I can't fucking wait till next year. Like I have to wait a freaking year to see what's going to happen. Um, it, they, they did it epically and, and I'll stop there. Jordan for yourself. So here's why, here's why that's also my pick. It's, it's the same thing that I said before with Avengers, but, like, this was Avengers on cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Like, if that if that makes any sense. You, ex- you go from six core characters to now, like, 20, maybe more, 
and you can still cohesively give everybody their moment. Everybody still gets what time their time to shine. And you also, and a lot of it felt earned too. Like you, you built up your universe threatening villain for years. Yeah. And to the point where he finally gets there and he, they don't even wait. He's in the beginning. He's in the opening scene. And when you finally get there, like it feels earned. Like it doesn't feel like he shouldn't be there. And he's, he's exactly how you wanted him to be. And it's also everything else that they do too. Like there's an epicness and there's a grandness to it that just all feels like earned. You feel like you you feel like you've been rewarded for your years of loyalty. Yeah, I really can't add much more to that. I would agree as well. Oh, oh one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. One real quick thing. Also, I've said before, I've told Josh this, we must be horrible people for them to make movies like this about. Because that ending, we know that's not how this is gonna end. He and I, people like he and I know that's not how this is going to end. Right. What if you can go around to an entire theater where people are crying that all of those people just disappeared, that you can make those people believe and have a reaction like that, that that is permanent, you've done something right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, Infinity War Avengers takes the takes the nod and moves on into the second round, defeating Doctor Strange. Next up is the number four seed, the Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, which grossed an impressive $1.3 million, or sorry, $1.3 billion in the box office. I was going to say $1.3 million. That would have, that's a tank in most days. Uh, $1.3 $1. billion in the box office worldwide, taking on its opponent, number 13 seed, uh, which was the Guardians of the Galaxy, the very first one, uh, which came in at $770 million in the box office. Gentlemen, the question is out there now. Age, Avengers Age of Ultron versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Jordan, we'll start with you. Elephant noises don't count. I know elephant noises don't count. tough one age of ultron has like some of my favorite lines that have been spoken in the mcu i actually think ultron is a very underrated mcu bad guy but like i've loved guardians of the galaxy for like i love that since probably four years before the movie even came out like, I remember I Amazoned the original comic run when I found out they were going to do it. I read through the whole thing, and then when I found out there was going to be that exact team, I was thrilled. It's like, like that's, I'd probably lean more toward, I'm probably going to lean more towards that. Because, again, it was a risk. It was one of the first times they'd ever taken a risk. Like, that was a completely unproven property. Nobody had ever heard of that before. Like, except, like, niche, niche comic book fans like me. Like, even even myself, who I, I read a lot of comics, I had heard of them, but, like, I didn't... I had never read any of their stuff, so... I'm so, like, to take... So, like, to take, at best at the time, to take what would be considered, like, C, maybe D-list characters... 
turn them into household names is pretty impressive. It's crazy with like an irreverent type of humor that had not been done yet. Like it was, it's, it's, it's like it was a splash of Star Wars with like a pinch of Flash Gordon. <laughs> if anybody's ever seen Flash Gordon listening to this, you know what, you'll know what I mean. All mixed into a superhero movie. Like two of the best characters in the movie aren't even real people. They're CGI yeah. characters. One of them doesn't even speak. One of them says three words. <laughs> and you can get more out of three words of that character than you can get out of probably a lot of other characters in movies. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go... Oh, gee, I just dropped my phone. I think I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Josh, for yourself? Um, <clears throat> I've, I've said this like before in conversations. Um, Age of Ultron, a good... Um, is probably my I don't like saying my least favorite because it makes it sound like I don't like it but um, saying your least favorite doesn't sound like you don't like it well it's gotta I go feel, somewhere I know um, but it, it's it's my it's my lowest ranked uh, Avengers movie of like just the Avengers movies um, and like it's it, 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 it's hard because it, and you, you said it already Ultron is very underrated um, I, I think he's an amazing villain I think um, he's got a lot, he has a lot of great monologues in that movie oh yeah like like th- those are some of the, like, the key points I'm like ooh like you, you get tingles from like just hearing him talk um, and I mean like um, I'm pretty sure that, that it's his name and I feel kind of stupid having to reference James Spader James Spader yeah I'm like, is it James? But yeah, so James Spader, like, if, if you know his work, you know, you know, he's he's a great actor, and that's that's all you're getting. You're just getting his voice <laughs> and his words, but his words resonate, and he did such a good job. I I don't know. There's just something about that movie that I feel like a lot of people, um, just uh, I don't know. Like I, when it came out, there were a lot of people kind of um, didn't hold it in the same regard as the first Avengers movie. Um, and they obviously upped the ante. Like, I feel like Ultron was a bigger threat than um, the, sh- the Chitauri um, in the first movie. And that's, and that's what I felt was lacking from the first Avengers. Like, was like a, like a big, big in-depth threat. We got that in Age of Ultron. Um, I don't know, but I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes your expectations get so high that it's impossible to beat them. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know what? Maybe maybe it, maybe it was I was ex- I was expecting a bit more of the Age of Ultron, like um, from the comics, to, to come into it. But I mean, like that would have been that would that would have been a little hard because Age of Ultron. Like, <laughs> if you haven't read it, it's uh, it's a lot of bad stuff. It's very, it's very dark. Yeah. So obviously they can't adapt to that fully, and I try not to let that that side of my brain um, be present when I watch these movies because I know these are very different um, takes. Uh, but they always they always use the source material. Good. That being said, Guardians of the Galaxy is is my feel good movie of the MCU. 
I can watch it anytime. Um, I love it. And, and it's one of those ones I didn't know a lot about, and I fell in love with it. Jordan and I went and saw opening night, and I saw other friends waiting in line to go see um, a showing. And I said to Jordan, I'm like, hey, do you want to watch it again? He's like, no, nah, I think I'm, I'm tired for the night. I'm like, okay, see ya. And I literally went and bought a ticket and watched it a second time immediately after watching it the first time. I loved it that much. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's one of those, like, if you're going to watch any MCU movie out of order without the continuity, like, just as a standalone, that's that's my guy. Um, so I have to give it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Alright, so Guardians moves on. They defeat Age of Ultron, moving on into the second round. Second last matchup of the first round is the number six overall seed pick. It's Iron Man 3, which grossed $1.2 billion worldwide in the box office, taking on the number 11 seed, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which grossed $869 million. Um, at least, you know, just doing quick math, about $200 million more than the first volume. So that kind of shows the precedent of how popular Guardians became after the first movie. But who do you guys have? Iron Man 3 or Guardians of the Galaxy 2? You go first. Um, so going off of um, what we were just saying from the previous round, um, I'm going to have to give it to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well. Um, it's, it, it, it continues on where it left off. Like if, if you're, if you're looking for something within the MCU, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, like I haven't watched any and I want to watch like, you know, what this, you know, infinity war and Endgame is all about. But like, it's such a daunting task. Cause I will have to watch like 10 movies to know what's going on. If you want something that you can just watch and not have to know what the hell is going on. Guardians of the galaxy. I feel like is the perfect entry, um, even in its sequel, um, to just watch as a standalone uh, movie series. Uh, Guardians 2 takes place literally weeks after the first movie, um, so even though it wasn't released directly afterwards, um, it, it continues on the story, um, and, and Guardians 2 is, is very sad. There's a lot of sad stuff in it, because uh, uh, Guardians 1 is about building building a new family and finding family um, in places you didn't think you'd find them. Um, you know, very, very popular saying, you know, um, you know, with like friends and family, like friends are the family that you choose, um, you know? So, and then you go to volume two and, uh, you know, he thinks he's finding, you know, uh, his real family and, and, and that's just, yeah, not good. Um, and he loses, he loses someone very close to him more of his real family being unrelated to him um, but just the way they they, they do those movies um, I just feel like they're very well put together um, James Gunn is amazing at what he does um, the soundtracks of those movies alone we didn't touch about on that for the first movie but the soundtracks alone are amazing um, so I just like jamming out when I watch them but uh, yeah Jordan Guardians 2 is like it's got a it's got a very simplistic story and sometimes those are what things I appreciate things that don't have to be too overly complicated like Guardians 2 is basically about fathers and sons yeah like it's about relationships between fathers and sons and also sometimes the family it's even said in the movie sometimes the family that you're looking for your whole life you didn't realize was right next to you all along 
It's like that's a very the line that always stuck with me. And like in a movie where they fight a living planet, it's still <laughs> somehow it's still somehow a very simplistic emotional story to follow. But I'm going the other way on this one. <laughs> I'm going with Iron Man three. Okay. Now I Iron Man three is a ballsy movie with a lot of a lot of the choices that they made. I mean, obviously the main one, the whole way up in the marketing of the movie, they made you believe that the Mandarin was the villain of the movie, and then when you got there, you found out that that wasn't the case. It's jarring. It's unexpected. When it happened, I really didn't know how to feel at first. I kind of felt... I kind of went through a number of emotions when that happened, but then as I... As the movie went on, and even after watching it after that, over the years, it's genius. Yeah, like, the villain, it's a villain operating under an, an, an anonymity. Mm-hmm. Which is something that it could very easily happen today. In the real yeah. world. You put a face to, you put a face to evil, that doesn't always mean that face is the actual evil. Yep. And it did something more important, too that hadn't been done up until that point is it made you show the kind of character and what Tony Stark was without the suit. Yeah. Because for about three quarters of the movie, he's not really in the suit. No. It's just Tony. Tony gets put through the ringer. So you got you get to see and you actually have to... They, they make it... They make you show that it, it's the, 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 the costume is just dressing around the hero. That's actually oh, a Frank Miller quote that I've heard before and it actually rings true here. So you get rid of the outfit, just shows you that the real hero is underneath. The costume is just dressing that goes around the hero. Absolutely. And and going off of what you what you said about uh, you know the movie and the mixed feelings, when when I first saw it, um, I actually was really upset with, with the movie. Uh, the Mandarin thing really bugged me, and that's why that's why initially um, you know I I was kind of torn on it. Um, and uh, but watching it more times over and over again it's actually I think up there being one of my I want to kind of say almost my favorite I think Iron Man 1 might still take that spot but uh, it's definitely better than 2 I've gotten past that um, they did they did really good for me like I said still going with Guardians um, even though Iron Man 3 was brilliantly done so we gotta leave this one up to Adam I guess alright so that means it's up to me gentlemen <laughs> the fate of the universe yeah. is in my hands you both make very good arguments, but um, to me, this is actually one of the easier decisions um, based on these two movies. I'm going with Iron Man 3. I just really like that movie. I really like the ballsy approach that they did with the villain. I love like the symbolism at the end where he was like, I'm done with Iron Man, seeing him all exploding in the air. And while like the story itself for like, Guardians 2 was good... I just, there's a no comparison, like, there's a 1A and there's, like, a, a C slash D when it comes to Volume 2, in my opinion. And that's not knocking just, like, the movie itself, it's just, that's how I compare, like, when it comes to those two particular Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, when it comes to this bracket, it made it easier for myself to choose Iron Man 3 uh, would be my pick. So, therefore, Iron Man 3 defeats Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and moves on into the second round. And finally, into the first round matchup that we have, it's the number eight seed, Spider-Man Far From Home, 
uh, which took in $1.1 billion in the box office, taking on Captain Marvel, which is the number nine seed, which took in also $1.1 billion in the box office, just shy of around, I think it was, what, $10 million difference between these two movies in the box office overall. But, gentlemen, the question then stands, Spider-Man Far From Home or Captain Marvel? I have a feeling this is going to be unanimous because thank God um, it's not going to Adam because I know what he <laughs> I know what he was gonna, he would say. Um, oh, you'd be surprised. Huh? Oh, you'd be surprised on this one. But go ahead. Uh, I uh, I'm going far from home for me, and I know me and Adam uh, had very differing opinions on this. Uh, his being wrong, but it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, for a lot of reasons um, I just I feel like there was so much um, you know to lose especially by the end um, you know Spider-Man's biggest threat isn't really a villain it's it's always been pinned around his identity and I know obviously you can say that about like yeah all the heroes but like Tony everyone knows Iron Man is Tony Stark um, everyone knows Captain America is Steve Rogers Nobody knows who Spider-Man is, and being so young, like, that's always been the thing. It's like, I, I, I can't get close to people because then I put them in danger. And, and I know that's, like, used a lot in superhero movies, but I feel like, uh, and comics, uh, but I feel like Spider-Man, along with probably Superman are, and Batman, but, like, for Marvel, Spider-Man's the big one of uh, clinching to his identity. And just, like, the fact that at the very end, um, you know, it's it, like Mysterio does him dirty and reveals his identity. So now you got the massive cliffhanger of what the hell is going to happen in the in the third movie. And for a long period of well, not a long, long period of time, we didn't even think we were going to get a Spider-Man three because of the whole crap with between Sony and Marvel. And thankfully, they were smart, and uh, you know, we're getting that and and beyond. But. Uh, I just think it was uh, a well-rounded movie. It was a uh, it was hinging off of the uh, the end game um, with all the craziness and sadness, and you know, like where do we go from here? Um, and they tied up some loose ends with stuff that happened in that, and um, it was just a well-rounded Spider-Man movie. Um, so I'm I'm giving it to Far From Home. All right, Jordan. Captain Marvel did some ballsy things too. Like namely with Actually it did a very did a very similar thing to Iron Man 3. It took what you thought was the, it took what you thought were the villains and then three quarters of the way through the movie they flip the script and you find out they're not actually the villains. Yeah. Like the scrolls you're the scrolls you're led to believe through the entire movie are the evil tyrannical alien race, and then you find out later on no, they're just war oppressed refugees that are just trying to find a home. And like it's jarring. It, that was also too. That was jarring. But it works. But yeah. Also, too, it also gives away. It also, it also tells like some of the like almost the secret history of the Marvel universe. Like, yeah, more like you find out more about how certain artifacts made it to Earth that you didn't really know were there before. You find 
more info about Nick Fury's backstory. I mean, my God, you find out where the name Avenger came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely, definitely has some key elements in there that fill in some gaps for you of the overarching MCU. Well, uh, I'm, I'll go with I'll go with Far From Home too. Okay, well there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Spider Man Far From Home wins, defeating Captain Marvel. Which, for the record, I was gonna choose Far From Home if it came down to a tie uh, between the two movies. I was not a big That's fan. Surprising. I know, but that just shows how much not of a fan of Captain Marvel I was. Um, and that's just just based again based on the brackets itself. Not saying that's a bad movie by any stretch. It's just based on the brackets. All right, so there you go. The first round is done, so that which means we're going to be just rolling on into the second round, which means Avengers Endgame will take on the first Avengers movie. So we're, we already summarized these movies pretty much in a lot of detail in the first round, so let's just kind of choose which movie and why for the second round. So, uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. Endgame or Avengers? I'm going with Endgame. Okay. Josh? Sam. I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but it's like, um, the Avengers was like the core concept of them coming together, which grand epic for its time, but like nothing, nothing has ever been done, uh, to the scale of Endgame. Um, well, it's a culmination yeah. of a 10 year story. Yeah. Like it, it wraps up with, with so many pieces laid out on the chessboard that they all did. They all were able to coordinate it all perfectly. And like yeah, like to, to wrap up. I mean, for its time, it was the twenty second movie. Technically, Far From Home ends the the saga, but for all extensive purposes, uh, this is like the end of like everything they were building to. Um, so yeah, it's re- it's really hard to beat. So yeah, I'm going Endgame. Yeah, I agree as well. So there you go. Endgame moves on into the semifinals. Next up in the second round is Thor Ragnarok who uh, defeated Black Panther in the first round, takes on Captain America's Civil War, which defeated Spider-Man Homecoming in the first round. So, gentlemen, the question's out there now. Thor Ragnarok versus Captain America's Civil War. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Civil War. The Civil War? And see, for me, um, we'll just pose it as the same question from before. Um, You have both in your hand. What are you more likely to watch? Um, as epic as Civil War is, um, I feel like it's more of a mood movie. Um, it's great, but I, I, I guess maybe a, the mood depicts if I'm going to watch it. I feel like Thor Ragnarok is one of those movies I can watch anytime. Oh my god, we're going to a tiebreaker. Yeah. All right. Uh, and for myself, obviously, if you were knowing based on my talk from earlier, uh, I'm picking Civil War on this one. Um, to move on into the semifinals, um, just that one fight scene alone in the airport, it, or yeah, the airport is just worth the price of admission alone. In my opinion, it was better than anything that Thor Ragnarok did. Um, I'll, okay. I'll I'll stand by that statement for sure. Okay then. <laughs> so Captain America: Civil War defeats Thor Ragnarok, moving on into the semifinals. Uh, next up in the second round is Avengers Infinity War, which defeated Doctor Strange, taking on Guardians of the Galaxy 1, which defeated Age of Ultron. So, gentlemen, Infinity War versus Guardians 1. What do we got? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. As soon as I saw the brackets shaping up, I'm like, Jordan's going to hate this one. 
I think. You think or you know? I'm. I think I'm teetering more towards. Oh my god! I don't know. I think I might be teetering more towards. And this is very close. I think I'm teetering more towards Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Okay. Again, it's very close. Okay, Josh, for you. Well, well, I, well, I mean, also too, because what, what he said just a second ago, I feel like it also, like Infinity War is to me also, it's kind of like a mood movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, you can just pop on you, or even if it's on TV, you can just jump right in. Doesn't even matter if it's not at the beginning. Yeah. And like, and like, I know this is supposed to be more like what is the the best, not what is your favorite, obviously. Um, so like, this, this one was hard, and I I predicted it was going to come down to these two in the semis. Um, but like, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite movies in all of the MCU. Infinity War is one of the best movies in the MCU um, but like what you just said it's um, it's about like mooding and stuff and Infinity War yeah it's, it's something that you kind of have to be in the mood for because it gets dark and depressing but it's so epic um, but at the same time um, what makes something the best is it is it is it that you can literally watch a movie anytime like you want like you just you will always be in the mood for this movie does that not mean it's like really good i don't know this one's really hard i want to say guardians i do because like i love that movie so much no fuck you went guardians yeah yeah (laughs) he's still not sure about it apparently (laughs) (laughs) yeah It's like, do you want the syringe in the left arm? Do you want the syringe in the right arm? You're like, yeah. Uh, no, you know, yeah, I'll, st- I'll stand by that. Okay. Yeah. So, Vander? Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, it's like people people might disagree, but I don't care. This is this is our personal, you know, kind of tournament. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my heart. Um. Because logically, I would say Infinity War, but my heart wants to say Guardians, so I'm going to say Guardians. Wow. So there you go. That, To me, I think that's one of the upsets so far of the entire tournament so far, is Guardians 1 defeating the Infinity War. Not what I was expecting the finals to break down to at all. Um, no. So... I'm very, very shocked, very impressed, and I who doesn't like a good Vince Russo uh, swerve right there? So um, there you go, I ladies. Will, I will say this. I will say this. Had it come down at some point being Endgame and Infinity War, I would have probably picked Infinity War, but it's gone, so it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's in the past. Um, so the next matchup in the second round is Iron Man 3, which defeated Guardians number 2 to take on Spider-Man Far From Home, which defeated Captain Marvel. So, gentlemen, Iron Man 3 or Spider-Man Far From Home? Ooh, get ready for I'm a tiebreaker. I'm sticking with Iron Man 3. Get ready for a tiebreaker, Adam. 
I'm going with Spider-Man, and it doesn't matter what I say because I know I'm losing because Adam is horrible. So, uh... No, no, again, I love Far From Home. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie. But and that, to me, Iron Man 3 is just special. And that's that's my that's thing, fun. too. Like, Far From Home is not a bad movie, but I think that Iron Man 3... I, as I, I a, didn't get a chance to say this because you moved on, but, like, I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that because you fought me so hard, um... When we did the Spider-Man ranking, you're like, you it is the worst Spider-Man movie. I hated it. It was boring. No, it wasn't the worst. I didn't say it was the worst. Yeah, you said it was the worst. You shat all over it. You, you were so bold to say that Spider-Man 3 was better than Far From Home. It was. I No, I agree. I still I still stand by my word, which you can go back yeah, in the so old don't, archives. So don't, go and, don't go and tell me that you think this was a good movie. You shat all over so I know I'm going to lose, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, but it's yeah, not about I, us I losing; it's about the fans winning. So that's all that matters about this. I disagree with both of you, so let's just move on. Iron Man three uh, is unfortunately going to win this bracket. <laughs> and 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 to to me, let me clarify because I never said anything bad about Iron Man three. I think Iron Man three it was a really good movie, um, but it doesn't. Spider-Man, but unfortunately it does today, so... Yeah, that's fair. I will say, for the record, I do believe that uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is still the worst out of all of them, in my opinion. But that's just going back again, you can go back in the archives. And, but like I said, but that's just, you know, throwing it out there in the universe, so that way it has to be said. So, with that in mind, we are now officially in the semi-finals. The final four remain. So we have Endgame taking on Civil War. Oh shit! I didn't know that's how this. I don't know that's how this came out. Yep. So the end game takes on Civil War. Who goes on to the finals? As a I long, guess I'll start. I was gonna say as a long, dull response of nobody answered. Well, if you got something first. Go ahead. Um. You got something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Great audio here, people. Uh, that's okay. You can you can cut. You know what? I'll, if nobody wants to start, then I'll start. Then, if that's the case, um, even though, like I said, I'm a deciding vote. I'm just going to say for both movies, these when it comes to like actual like combined ensemble movies, these are my one and two. When it comes to Endgame and Civil War, both for completely different reasons. One based on the story, and the other one just for like the epicness of like getting that crescendo that everyone's been waiting for for you know what was it probably like a decade at that point, over a decade, yeah, um, like ten, eleven years. Yeah, exactly. So like both of them are absolutely special in my own mind, and I'm not. If it comes to a tie, it's gonna be really hard to be able to decide which one moves on. But I think both movies are worthy enough to be in the finals, regardless of whoever wins. So, uh, with that in mind, whoever wants to now jump in with their pick. This one's hard, but I, I think I got. I think I, I have a pick. Who I'll go with? No matter what, no matter what we can say about it, with the with what's already been said, two words that are spoken in this movie that we've been waiting for years to be said yeah and when they're spoken even now like what is it almost two years later yeah 
still gives me goosebumps. Like that to me is probably one of the greatest scenes that's ever been put in not even just a superhero movie, but on film. Which is? The Avengers Assemble scene. Well, no, no, I I knew what he was going to, but for people that may have not known what he was going with, I wanted him to eventually lead to the cliff before jumping instead of stopping and be like, okay, there's the cliff. I'm not jumping, though. It's when the the words Avengers Assemble are finally said. Everybody comes out of those portals and there's an army. It's Earth's mightiest heroes against basically the army of evil. So your pick is Endgame, then? I'm going with Endgame. Okay. Josh. Yeah, like as much as Civil War is great, um, you know, for what it did, um, you literally have all of those characters and then some. Um, I just liked all of the interactions in Endgame. Um, it's epic. Like, it's. I. I think it's probably the most epic movie ever made. Some people might call that just like, you know, a cash cow, which to an extent, obviously, yeah, like they want to. They want to, to, make them them all, to them, I say all movies are cash cows. What's your point? Yeah, but but like, let's, they're, the they're, to to the extent of their goal was to make this the biggest movie ever made. Like they stayed in theaters longer than normal just so that they could be Avatar. Like it's well known they wanted this to be the biggest movie in history. Um, Which they can take. They can take that, by the way, from Avatar. Because fuck that movie. But anyways, they go ahead. Did. They I know. Did. They don't. Yeah. So it's like, but if you look beyond that and then just say fuck it, because who cares? Movies are made to make money. That's that's the sole purpose. Like obviously, yeah. People want to say, oh, it's to you know entertain you and and get your feels and emotions and like indie directors aren't making you know a lot of money. So they're 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 making movies from the heart. Beyond that, Hollywood is, is a cash cow, so that's what it boils down to. That doesn't mean that you can't make something epic and amazing and pull on your emotions. Endgame had everything. Um, it had the epic grand conclusion. It had the sad parts. You thought all the sadness was done in Infinity War, but they, they kept doing shit in Endgame. So, like, it was... It literally, we've already said it, but it culminates everything they worked past. It, it, it kind of sounds cliche that it's, you know, it's it's the end all be all, but like it's got to move on. It's got it's got to be in the finals. All right, so there you go. Endgame beats out Civil War, moving on into the finals of the cinematic universe best highest grossing Marvel movie of all time. Um, next up in the semifinals to challenge Endgame, who will it be? It's between Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One taking on Iron Man Three. <laughs> I will literally walk. Your houses, <laughs> and shit out of both of you. dude. Dude, quarantine. Come on this, now. This is this is hands down not going to Iron Man three. This is Guardians of the Galaxy one hundred percent all the way to the finals. I don't care. Like like Iron Man three is good. I'll give you that. But I I didn't see it going past the first round. Let alone to the finals. They wanted con- they wanted conflict. Now they got this, conflict. This is it. This is it for Iron Man three. <laughs> all right. All the way. Jordan, your 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 pick. All right, Adam, break this tie. <laughs> Wait, seriously? No, I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. 
Okay. So you're. I'm kidding. Yeah, this is as far as Iron Man three is gonna go. Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One defeats Iron Man three. Uh, hell of a run for Iron Man three. I like to throw it out there since a lot of people despise that movie. Um, now moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We're at the finals, the main event, the big Kahuna, whatever you want to call it. It's the end. It's end game of the Avengers taking on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, which I will say I was not expecting to make it to the finals based on this um, overall bracket. I will admit I did think it was going to come down to the Infinity War versus the Endgame, but be that as it may, we are here. It's Guardians versus Endgame. Gentlemen, there can only be one. What is the best, highest-grossing MCU movie of all time? Go ahead, Josh. Um, and why is it Iron Man 3? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <sighs> again, it was the same response I said, but I'm going to say it again, and I, I will be happy with whatever wins. Um, logically, I want to go with Endgame, but my heart keeps telling me to say Guardians galaxy but uh endgame even though it's like three hours long i still feel like i can watch that anytime because of how epic it is it flies by for a three-hour movie it really does it's like it's like return of the king like you don't realize it when you're watching the the thing the thing that i equated to is like watching avengers endgame is like reading like a a four-issue miniseries comic book Hmm. yeah or even like a three issue. Like literally every hour is like a different issue of the comic. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hard. My heart, still wants, my heart still wants me to say Guardians, though. Hey, man, you pick what you want to pick. And you know what? If, if I get outvoted, that's totally fine. If it comes down to um, Adam, you know, doing the tiebreaker, well, it's his show, so that's fine. Um,. Hey man, uh, hey man, hey man, hey man, it's our show. It's our show. I said, hey man, it's our show. Well, I, I'm still gonna go with uh, I'm still gonna go with the Guardians though. Um, you okay. Know, I'm gonna be a little no, that's Just fine. That. Make making it rent interesting right up into the end for a lot of people. So uh, Jordan, your pick. I'm still gonna stick with the crossover of the century. Yeah. Right. Okay, and for myself, like I said, like Guardians is. It's that sleeper movie, like you guys said before, that, like, no one expected to, like, really do well. Like, except for, like, some of the diehards that knew the potential of it, like Jordan, like, of the characters that were involved, and, like, the casting of it just made it even better, which is obviously in shows, considering the growth of the box office revenue in between two movies was, like, over $200 million dollars between yeah. Volume 1 and Volume 2. Not to mention it has probably the best soundtrack of all the movies when it comes to right. the MCU. And, so, and it's the only it's the only movie ever, not just MCU, it's the only movie ever that I've uh, that I've seen back to back at the theaters. Yeah. But go on. But be that as it may, like I said, I can put it over as much as I can. In the end, Endgame has to take it only because the emotional roller coaster that we were led on coming out of Infinity War going into this the opening 15 minutes of, like, what the hell, they did that to Thanos? 
Like, where does this lead to? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then it's like, where do we go from here for the next two hours and 45 minutes? Like, I don't understand. Um, And then just, again, like, the epicness of, like, every loose end and loose tie that came into it. And, like, not even just the fight scene, but just, like, the callbacks to everything. Like, you know, the one of my favorite things is, like, when Captain America is standing alone waiting in there and he sees like the armies of hell and he's just he grabs the shield he's like all right let's do this and he's like here he hears the stutter he's like hey cap on your left and it's just like the call back from the the captain america thing and you see everyone coming yeah. the avengers assemble line which is huge ultimately you know like, with that's my, like that's my favorite scene but like one of my favorite scenes is also a quieter one was where tony finally actually got to say goodbye to his father yeah yeah and then like also like, to you know never got to tell him how he really felt he finally actually got to tell his father goodbye and then of course culminating with the you know iron man being the very first movie and then iron man being the one that ultimately does him in you know saying i am iron man with the snap and like just everything you know falling into place and like going all with right world and everything so it's also talking about things that are earned like that's a death that was like it felt burned yeah yeah Everything he'd been through, like that death felt earned. It's like as opposed to when they killed Superman, I didn't care because I I've known Superman for what a year. I've grown up with Iron Man. Exactly, yeah. and then even those two, like with Thanos, like you kind of sympathize with the character of like why he's doing it, even though you know he's the arch villain of the entire franchise. You know, like his motives are so intuitive and like deep that you almost kind of have to quasi relate to everything that he's doing. So like when he's yeah. sitting there on the, on the rock or whatever, and sees his army just disappearing and he knows like, okay, I got beat. This is, you know, I've earned this loss and he's going to, that was such a good shot. And he, yeah. And he knew, and he, he knew, lost, and he knew, he knew he couldn't do anything. He just sat there and just waited for himself to disappear. Yeah. Yep. And absolutely well, epic. So, and, and it's so cool, like, like going off of that. And I know this scene was technically the end of Endgame. I'm uh, sorry, uh, Infinity War. And they kind of recaptured it in Endgame, like you just said. But, like, the, the very last scene of Infinity War, where he was sitting, like, like you know, where he kind of rested, where they found him at the beginning of Endgame, he just kind of sits there and kind of smiles inside, like, I did it. In the comics... That's they use the exact same scene with the alternate event. That's him sitting down in defeat and be like, "Huh, they beat me." So it was it was, it was interesting that they changed it in Infinity War, but uh, they they basically did the same thing in, in Endgame, like you said. It's like he's just well, they got me, and he, he just accepted his fate, and waited to be dusted away. So the only problem with a movie like Endgame, and I will say this before we kind of wrap things up here is the fact that a movie of this magnitude, how the f- do you ever come back and beat it? Because that's what a lot of moviegoers do, I think. And like, not even just, like, you know, comic book movie fans or whatever, but there's a lot of people out there who are like, okay, well, Endgame, like, that's it. Thanos was the I guy. Two, I who, have two words if we ever get to it, and I, I, have, a, I have a good feeling that we're eventually going to see it. But I have, I have two words that uh, I think could top the cake if it's if it's done properly, if they throw all the right ingredients into it the same way they did Endgame, the two words are secret and wars. I'll even do a subcategory with that. Secret wars. I got two words that I got two words that could potentially be what they did. Doctor Doom. 
Yeah, that, that's fair too. Um, but gentlemen, that that about does it. We finally did it. We decided what was the best highest grossing MCU movie of all time based on, you know, the top 16 seed picks uh, that were based on their overall, you know, success rating in the box office. And we've ultimately decided that Avengers Endgame was the superior movie and is the number one movie of the entire bunch. It'll be interesting to see uh, as time goes on if Endgame holds that reign as not only just being the box office juggernaut that it was, but also just being, you know, a movie that everyone just holds near and dear to their hearts as, you know, we obviously do and so many people around the world do as well. But we're going to end it right there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, At this point, you know, Jordan, I would throw to you for your socials. You don't have any, but you're a dick. I was going to say it looked bad. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I just got to end it on a nice note. Uh, Josh, Vander... I don't use social media. How dare you? 2021. Um, Vander, how about you for yourself? Anything you want to plug and get out there now? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Instagram, uh, app one man crusade. Um, if you like video games, uh, we apparently haven't for a while. But, uh, <laughs> I, still, I still have a Twitch channel. We're looking to uh, breathe some new life into it uh, shortly uh, now that we're in the new year. But uh, check out Thumb Therapy Gaming on Twitch. Um, we, The three of us uh, have been talking about uh, getting back into the groove, so hopefully that should be starting sometime soon. Um, but yeah. There you go. Uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, go back in the archives here at Schwa Wars. Be able to check out the last few episodes that we've done, which, of course, were the best and worst of pro wrestling in the year 2020. Uh, the three of us did a really fun job of being able to rip into some of those uh, topics and whatnot. <laughs> and, of course, last week as well, go back and check out in the archives uh, as George McKay from Straight Talk Wrestling and... Um, Jeff Smith, of course, from sunsetcrypt.com. We were all sitting down and we played Fantasy Booker when it comes to the AEW roster, whether we'd re-sign or release some of those individuals within the roster. Some of them you'd be surprised, some of them uh, maybe not so much. Um, you know, fuck Joe Janela, just saying. But anyways, <laughs> um, don't forget to tune in for next week. We're going to be having a very special uh, kind of open forum episode where we're going to be getting a mixture of a collection of uh, a whole bunch of assortment of different people where we kind of sit back and look at different topics um, that are just, you know, not only just maybe controversial, but also just very intuitive and whatnot. Some fan submissions as well are going to be sent in so that way we can be able to discuss those things covering from pop culture to pro wrestling to parenting to so much more kind of any and open any and all topics are kind of open for grabs on this one so if you still want to be able to submit yours in to possibly be read on the show don't forget go to facebook.com slash wars uh just privately message myself or just the page itself and um submit your question today till then ladies and gentlemen my name's adam hayes thank you very much and we'll catch you on the next one